0: Blog Talk Radio. Today is Saturday, July 15th, 2017, and this is the Bunny Slippers of Evil Job Seekers Call-In Show, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and if it's 3 p.m. you have on your Bunny Slippers, you are not looking for a job. Welcome first-time and returning listeners. In this show, we discuss strategies and tactics of job search, staying motivated, and dealing with career transition. For more tips, resources, daily motivations, and the list of the archive show, go to the website, bunnyslippersareevil.com. They will also find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter handle, and our YouTube channel. If you are listening live, you can Facebook me with your questions or call 347-202-0929. Again, that number is 347-202-0929. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in one more time. Uh, I, if I look sweaty, it's because I'm doing that Bikram yoga, and uh, it's no joke. Uh, so anyway, let's get right to it. I uh, hope everybody's having a good time. Let's talk about what we're here to talk about today. And today uh, I missed it two weeks ago because I was uh, on vacation. But we're here today to talk about job search Q and A. So this is our monthly show where we just answer. I just answer the questions that people have been asking me during the week, or if you got a question right now, you can. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook Live right here or here or here, depending on how you got your screen oriented, and I'll try to answer them for you. But I'll start with the questions that I got during the week. One of the questions I got was somebody asked the question, they've been in the job search for a few months now, and their question is, they've been offered a position that is a little below, what they consider below where they are, and should they take it? And first of all, there is no right or wrong answer to that question of whether you should take what we call a bridge job. You know, it's, it's not necessarily where you want to be, but you've got other considerations. One other consideration you got when you get offered a bridge job when you're uh, in transition. How much money do you have, point blank? Do you have enough money? Are you, you, know, you don't have a job. So if you don't have another income in the house, uh, if you don't have a, a savings account that's pretty healthy, uh, you're paying your bills out of wherever you get your money from. Will this job help you pay your bills? It may not be what you want, but does the company meet payroll? And that's really what it comes down to. Uh, that's one consideration, how much money you have. Number two, the reason we think about these things is, and let's take a step back, our identity, and we can say it isn't that, but for the most of us in this country, in our society, and probably around the world, our identity is wrapped up in what we do. So think about when people talk about their 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 son-in-law or daughter-in-law, my my son-in-law is a doctor or my daughter-in-law is a CEO or you know our identity is wrapped up in what our job title is. You know, we meet somebody at a at a cookout, family cookout, and you know, blah, 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 we have make small talk and then somebody says, "So what do you do?" Well, oh, I do this and and we identify people Unfortunately, by what they do, so it's an eagle thing. I'm saying it's an eagle trip, but it's an eagle thing. Um, you want to have a good job title. You know guys, if you're a single guy out there and you're, you're trying to meet somebody and, or a single woman as well, um, you want to impress them with your job title, and that's, that's the reality of it. And that's, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but a lot of our society, whether we like it or not, is wrapped up in what is our job title. So when you get offered a position that you consider to be lower than what you want, you have to, you start thinking about that. Well, you know, I was a, you know, I was at this level. Now I'll be this, you know, I don't want to be a this. I want to be a that. Um, But again, it goes back to that first question. Do you have money? Do you have enough money in your account to keep it moving? Do you have enough money to pay your bills, feed your family? At the end of the day, um, you've got to feed family and yourself. You know, we, we tend to, and it's unfortunate, but and I'm not saying everybody, but we tend to look down on some low-paying jobs, you know, low-skilled jobs, as we call them. Uh, you know, maybe you're people that are, you know, picking our strawberries and grapes and fruit and things like that to put food on our table, the people that are working in fast food restaurants. A lot of times we tend to look down on those people, you know, for whatever reason. And you know that's that's not you know it, it's that's the reality of what it is. um so when you ask that question, "Should I take this job?" you got all of that is wrapped up in your head of uh, what will people think of me? I used to be a i'm sorry, I'm sweating here. I used to be this and now I'm this, and people say, "Oh, you know i, I you know you're not there, and blah blah, whatever um, points in your life where you have to swallow your pride. Plain and simple, there are points in your life where um, it's not about it's not about the title. It's not a, it's about feeding your family. Now, I'm not saying you should take that job. It, be, it depends on your circumstances. Uh, here's another question: Will that job help you? you know, will that job help you pay your bills? If you're in a situation where that job taking that job is not really going to help you um, financially, you know, or maybe the job will cost you because the job is far away someplace. You know, those are the things you got to consider. Will this will this move me forward? You know, will, will this be a sum gain in this job? Will I spend more getting back and forth to this job than I'll make in the job? Okay, that's a consideration. Um, but take the ego part out of it. You know, a bridge job is just, is just that. And to be honest, at this point, a lot of jobs are bridge jobs, whether you know it or not. You get offered a position, and you're like, oh, it's great money, it's this and that, and you take the job, and you don't consider it a bridge job, but it really, you know, two years later, you could be out of a job, and you realize, oh, man, that job was just to get me to this next month. Everything should be about getting you to the next step. So take that into consideration when you get offered something that you don't feel is, is, is the optimal job for you, you know, because we all want that optimal job. But look at your, your own individual circumstances. I have known a few people who were in transition, out of work, and were offered a job a few months into their transition, and they felt it was below them. And literally a year later, they were still looking for a job. And part of them, you know, they and I, you know, I've had that conversation with people where they'll say, I should have took their job. I should have took that job I was offered. And the question becomes, okay, so why didn't you? And, you know, I thought something better was coming along, it was below me, but you don't think it's below you now. And see, that leads into a bigger question of what is your value. We talked about your value a couple of months ago on there. Your value is basically what you can get somebody to pay you. You know, you say, well, I used to make $150,000 a year. That's my value. Not if you can't get somebody to pay you $150,000 a year. Your value is what you can get somebody to pay you. Now, I'm not saying you, 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 you undercut yourself, but just be realistic. You know, take your ego out of it. Sometimes you take a bridge job just to keep things moving, just to have money coming in, just to give your mind something to do, just to get your foot in the door. You know, it might be a great organization, but you've got to come in at an entry level. Well, you get in at that entry level, and then you get an opportunity to see all the positions they have available, you know, that you couldn't have done any other way. But now you get to see all this, those things they have about. them. So then maybe that's, what you, you, that's a reason to take that entry-level position because you're in a great organization. Um, you know, there's, there's no black and white in this situation. There's no way to say, okay, absolutely, if, if these are the numbers, this is what you do. No, you know, there's no way to, to, to give a definitive answer of that. So my point is look at your own individual situation. Look at what you have to deal with. Um, if you have family to feed, you got family to feed, you know. And I talked about people picking strawberries earlier. Understand, a lot of people, they got family to feed. That's why they're doing it. That may not have been their goal in life, you know, growing up was to go pick strawberries or bananas or whatever. But they got a family to feed. When you see people doing, again, what we call menial labor jobs and low-paying jobs, you think those people are doing those jobs because they just like them? A lot of times those people say, look, I got a family to feed. When you see people taking two or three buses to get to work and leaving at four in the morning just to get to work for a job that doesn't pay that much and then going to a second job after that, they got the family to feed. I would never look down on somebody like that. You shouldn't either. You're doing what you got to do. So when you get asked that question, when you have to consider that. The first thing is to get your ego out of it. Take your ego out of the, out of the uh, discussion and look at it on paper. Write down what the numbers are. You know. If it's a situation, you know, here's another consideration. The job is going to, they want you to work 60 or 70 hours a week, and it's not a job that you really want, but it's going to be so many hours that you won't be able to continue looking for the job you really want. That, that's the balance you've got to do. You know, we've all done it. Look for a job that is easy to look for a job while you got a job. Is this a job that's going to pay the bills, and while I'm paying the bills, I can look for something better? You know, I know people that have left jobs off of their resumes because it was a a bridge job, and they didn't want anybody to know. They didn't want want to be evaluated for other jobs based on that job, so they left it off their resume. Well, then you got that big hole. Um, We've talked about resumes. My resume this is my opinion. Uh, I know am trying to jump off on a tangent here, but when you start talking about trying to ignore your bridge jobs, my resume is uh, functional, so it's not chronological necessarily, so I don't have to worry too much about holes and gaps. My resume is about what I do. Go to TyroneGriffin.com. You want to see my resumes right there. Um, I haven't updated it lately, but I got to. But anyway, I – Drop down a rat hole. Sorry about that. If you're playing a drinking game, take a sip. But, again, the original question of should you take that bridge job, that job that is, you, you consider to be below where you want to be. Too so many things, I cannot answer that question for you. All I can do is tell you the things you need to consider. You know, Do you have money in the bank? Do you have another income in the house? Will this job pay your bills? Um, will it allow you to continue to look for a job? Take your ego out of the equation take your ego out of the mix. It's not about how you feel. Like I said, we all wrap ourselves up in what we do, and that's one of the big flaws, because every study I've seen said a majority of people hate their jobs, but those are what we evaluate people on, is their current jobs. So take that out of the equation. Okay, next question was, uh, how do you manage uh, headhunters? And, you know, that's, that's, I guess we call it a derogatory term, but uh, how do you handle recruiters? If you're working, how do you how do you handle when different recruiters reach out to you? Because let's be honest. We've all been there where the recruiters reach out to you. It's cyclical. It, it's, it's very cyclical. It's like you're hot, and then they ignore you, and then you're hot, and then they ignore you, and then you're hot. Um, you have to manage that relationship with your recruiter. Uh, let's take a step back. I always say that, but the recruiter is doing a job. They got a, uh, they might have got a job requisition, and they're trying to fill it so they can get their money. That's all they're doing. Uh, in very rare cases, except in very rare cases, they don't want to be your friend. They don't want to be your buddy. They don't want to be your drinking buddy, your hangout partner. They want to fill this job requisition, period. That's all they want to do. So don't get it twisted when that recruiter or that head hunter is, is, is your buddy buddy and, hey let's hang out that person is the job to do special and I don't mean to to disparage the people in the profession but you are special to them as long as they have a job wreck that you might feel okay let's 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 be clear about it you they 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 got a, they, they get a wreck they think you might feel one of the wrecks they got you're their special friend. In most cases, when, you, when they don't have a job for you, it's a little better now. But it used to be, I mean, they literally flat out ignored you, wouldn't return your phone calls. And I've not been there. where they wouldn't return your phone calls. They wouldn't talk to you. Um, but then, you know, when they need you a year later, they're like, hey, you got any people look like this? And here's the dilemma you have. You're dealing with a recruiter who you know they had a job break, they thought you were the one you didn't get it, they ignored you. they dropped all communication with you for several months, maybe a year all of a sudden out of the blue, they call you hey, you got you know anybody who who uh, who does x, y z you know we're looking for somebody who does this and you know they oh how are you doing you know they'll they'll talk to you a little bit here's the dilemma with that because you Your your first inclination is to not help them. But if you've been in transition with other people in transition, you're not helping that headhunter, that recruiter, you're also not helping one of your friends in transition. Think about you're in a situation where you, they say, well, you know anybody who does da-da-da, and you know somebody who does that. You know somebody who might be perfect for that position, for that opportunity. What do you do? Simple. What do you do? You know you don't want to help this recruiter because they 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 ignored you. You know you feel you feel like a spurned lover, uh, but by not helping that recruiter, you're not helping your friend, or not possibly helping your friend. You know once you've been in transition for a minute, you get to know other people in transition, and the best the best feeling in the world is when you can help one, one another. Okay, so what do you do? Either Swallow your pride and and, and connect them and, you know, okay, I did a good thing. Or you say, nope, I'm not going to help this person no matter what. I'm not going to help this person. And you end up not helping your friend. That's the dilemma. So how do you manage that relationship? First thing, again, is just understand what the relationship is. You are special to a recruiter for one reason. They have a job rec that matches some things that you might have done, that they might be able to put you in a position, okay? And if they can put you in a position, they're getting paid. Let's be clear. Nobody does stuff out of the goodness of their heart. I love my job. Many people around the world say that. They love what they do. Let their company miss payroll. See how much they love what they do, okay? Um. So understand that that recruiter is not your friend. They can become friends if your personalities match and whatever else, but when they reach out to you, they have a job to do. Luckily, their job helps you because if they reach out to you and you make a connection and they have a rec, a job requisition that um, fits your background, love, love connection, you know, and you get an opportunity to interview for a job. That's the greatest thing in the world, um, I told my story here. Recruiter reached out to me after five years. Five years, this person had my my phone number and reached out to me. After five years, I hadn't heard a thing from them. And from that, I ended up in a great opportunity. So, you know, just like I said with the original um, question earlier, put your ego aside. Put your ego aside. It's not about... You, if you're in transition, first of all, if you're in transition, you need to put your ego aside anyway. Period. You're in transition. Second, um, especially in this case, you know what? Understand a relationship for what it is. They reach out to you after six months, a year, whatever, and they got an opportunity for you or somebody else. If it's for you, jump on it. Consider it. If it's for somebody else, make the connection for that. You know, swallow your pride, make the connection. You know, but manage you, – you can manage that relationship. So what you want to do is between – again, your, your, your uh, attractiveness is like this, like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. Like this okay? When they got a record with your name on it, your attractiveness is like this. When they don't have a record with your name on it, your attractiveness is down there. What you want to do is make them part of your network. We talked about how you build your network like a spider web. Make the recruiter, the hiring manager, or the, the recruiter, hiring manager too Great, would be great, make them part of your network. Make them and, and, and work with them that way. Keep them updated. Keep them abreast. Because here's the thing, recruiters know people. Many times I've had a recruiter and I've said, hey, I have somebody who does this. And they're like, you know what, that's not the kind of position that we recruit for, that we, are, that we specialize in, but I know somebody. And they'll give you somebody else's number. Recruiters, even though they're cutthroat, they are pretty, pretty, pretty um open to helping you find a job. If it's not with them, they are pretty open to, to 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 tell you, call this person at this firm. They handle that kind of thing. Okay? And the rationale is simple. I can't make any money off you. You know, I can't I can't fill a job for you. So let me just pass you on to somebody else who who might be able to help you better. Okay? So that's how you manage that relationship. Now, that's one way you manage that relationship. Um, you reach out to them, just like with a hiring manager. You get a hiring manager in your network, and you want to, you want to keep them abreast of uh, – you want, you want to put your face, your, your name, in front of their mind all the time. So you want to reach out to them on a regular basis. Okay? You want to stay in touch with them. Recruiters, same thing. Reach out to them on a regular basis hi, I just wanted to check in, just wanted to touch base with you. Have a, Try to have a conversation, okay, with that recruiter. Have that where they can, they remember you. Because here's the thing, and it's like, I'm trying to teach my my, my, my son, uh, as you become an adult, you realize uh, that life, a lot of things are about the intangibles. A lot of, lot of opportunities happen in life because of intangible things like you're you're a good networker people like you sounds crazy but that's that's how a lot of the world goes around people just if people like you they will do for you they will they will be more interested in doing things for you if they like you okay so you want to get that recruiter to like you. I'm not saying taking flowers and stuff like that but Develop if you if you got a funky attitude and you people know who you are if you got a funky attitude um, tighten that up in general because I'm telling you now in transition especially if you got a funky attitude people know you got a funky attitude and those are the people who will not help you if you have a funky attitude people will not help you that's that's just the reality but that's life particularly when you're dealing with people in transition. When you're in transition, I know you want to be mad at the world because you lost your job, and that idiot down the, down the, around the, the the in the other office didn't lose his job. You know, there are many idiots with good jobs because they understand the system. They they have a pleasant personality. You know those people, you know, really sweet, nice person. Don't know jack, but they got the right attitude. Attitude is everything. Okay. Attitude, your, you know, the whole thing about your attitude uh, Dictate your altitude. Yeah, that is very true, okay? So have a good attitude. Understand that that recruiter's job is to fill that one rec they got or that list of requisitions, that, job requisitions that they have. But also, they got connections. And it is not unheard of for a recruiter to say, you know what, I don't have a job right? but I know this guy, this company is hiring manager. He's looking for something. He hasn't necessarily contracted with us yet, but he has in the past. So maybe if I can introduce you and you guys can make a connection, then it will put me in a good light. You know, I gave him a freebie. I gave him somebody I said, Hey, I'm not getting a commission off this, but it's somebody I know and I think they might be good at this position that you're looking for. Bam, here you go. And they connect you up with an interview and that interview leads to a job. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't get paid for it, but they were playing the long game. They are playing the long game because the next time that person has a job refuge, they're gonna remember this guy hooked me up for free. Let me go through his firm first. Let me give him a shot. Okay, yeah, you're a pawn and all that, but you know what? Hey, you know, if it ends up you with a job, be a pawn. You know, no shame in that game. Be a pawn if if it ends up with you being employed. So manage your recruiter, you know, headhunter, whatever you want to call them. Manage them just like you manage everybody else. They put their clothes on just like you do, one pan-leg at a time. Um, it is very easy to get mad at recruiters, again, because when you're down here, they don't, they don't reach out to you. Most, most of them don't. Best one that I ever had, they sent a quarterly newsletter. That was all they did. They sent a quarterly newsletter with job search tips. They sent it to a bunch of people. It seems minor. It seems like a real simple thing to do, but nobody else was doing it. So once a quarter, We were working. You saw their name. Think about what happened when somebody says, you know what, I need to look for a job. I need to get out of here. This place sucks. How do I do it? Oh, this company keeps sending me. Let me call them. Bam. That's why they do it. That's what the smart recruiters do. Smart job seekers, on the other hand, you got to reach across that gap because the recruiters a lot of days recruiters won't reach across that gap. They will not try to help you out. Um, they will not try to to do anything other than when they got that job right. And that's just the truth. They don't got a job to fill. They, ain't got nothing. they don't want nothing to do with you. So, so those are the two questions I had this week. Um, Everybody had any others? I'm sorry. I had a Brussels sprout this morning, and it had a <clears throat> excuse me, pepper in it. Oh, gosh, it's going down the wrong way. But but in general, with job search, general job search questions, I just try to – we've got about five minutes left. Um. Transition sucks, and I've said that maybe a thousand times. Being in transition sucks. If you know somebody in transition, they're not lazy. Okay, they are some of the hardest working people in the world because they don't have a job. You know, they don't know sometimes. They may not know where their next meal is coming from. So people in transition work hard. Um, so be respectful of that. You know, don't look down on people because they can't find a job. You know, Until you've been out there looking for a job and you realize how random it is, you know, even with a great resume, maybe a great um, history, it is very random a lot of times you know, when you can get a job. Stars have to align for you to get a job. Um, that's the reality of it. Um, job transition sucks. So if you know somebody in transition, be, be kind to them. Be, try to help them. For one thing, you never know when you're going to be in that position. And it sucks when you don't have any friends and you find yourself in job transition. And I've known a few people like that that so turned people off that nobody wanted to help them. So be somebody who people want to help, but also help people, okay? If you know somebody in transition, I'm not saying do the job search for them, but help them as much as you can. Be there for them. Um, sometimes, oh, people in transition want. Is this somebody to listen to them while they vent? That's all they want. Is somebody just, sit down, sit down shut up and listen. Just let me get this off my chest because I can't talk to anybody. Okay? So be kind to people. If you, now, if you find yourself in transition, and a lot of us have, first thing is don't panic. Not panic. Okay? I know you want to freak out because, you know, you don't have a check coming in a short, certain amount of time. Don't panic. The worst thing you can do is panic. It's like, okay, uh, logically approach it. What do I need to do? I need to line my ducks up, sit, sit down with a notebook and a piece of paper, a notebook and a pencil, start writing down what you need to do. Well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to find a job. I've been doing a show for six years. <laughs> uh, I know how to look for a job. I'm not saying I know how to find one, but I know how to look for a job. And that's why I do this show, because I want to try to help other people know how to look for jobs. But also, I want people... Help people get through the transition process because that really—that's the killer—is the transition process. It's not just looking for the job; it's waking up every day emotionally and knowing I don't have a job. What do I do? Okay, that is the the, the, the crux of job search. It's not the finding, the looking for the job; it's the not having a job. So that's why I do this show. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if you find yourself there again, don't panic. Those are my two rules. If you find yourself in transition, don't panic. If you know somebody in transition, help them. Period. You know, don't do the job search for them. Now, if you're in transition, don't expect anybody to do the job search for you because I'm not going to do it. Don't email your resume to somebody and tell them to keep an eye out for you for jobs because they're not going to do it. We, I, I'll be the first one to tell you right now, and I say it here because people still do it. Send me your resume and say, hey, keep an eye out for any jobs at this company. Sure, I'll do that. And they never hear from me again. I never open that resume again. It is not my job search. I will not do for you what you can do for yourself. It is not my job search, so I will not look for a job for you. That's just the plain simple. But people still send every now and then people will still send me a resume and say, Hey Ty, would you, you know here's my resume. Would you keep an eye out for positions? Sure. Yeah. Hey, sure. That's like if you want to get married and you tell your boys, yo, man, here's the qualifications I'm looking for. Go find me a woman. Really, do? Okay. Not going to happen. So, with that said, um, it's your job search. If you're in transition, don't panic. If you know anybody in transition, help them out as much as you can. Okay? Because you never know when you want to find yourself there. Every week, I tell you, every week. I just, I'm thankful for everybody, who, who, who the patience to hang in there, uh, who watch the show live, the people who watch the show later, the people that watch it on YouTube, the people that download it on Blog Talk Radio. I thank you. I appreciate it. appreciate your patience with me. Um, these, this and my other show, The Secret Math and Money, are not the kind of shows that a lot of people do, a lot of people are into. But, you know, but I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate your comments. Um, I appreciate the people that tell other people about the shows. So with that, I'm going to end this. Uh, I am whooped. If you got a chance to do a beat from yoga, do it. Just do it once so you see what I'm talking about. With that, everybody, everybody have a great, great week, and we will talk again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.